guests, those who are visiting with us today. Uh, today is our awards ceremony. It's a day where we honor our graduates, but we also honor the students who've been participating in our Word of Life Club programs here on Wednesday evenings. And uh, it's, a, it's a good time. I know uh, these kids have worked really hard all club year long. And so we've got some awards for you. So just hang tight, be patient. You got to listen to this old man talk for a little bit. But other than that, we got some good stuff coming your way. Um, so just hang tight. With that in mind, I do want to uh, kind of inform folks, as I recognize for a lot of you, uh, well, let me, let me put it this way. Many are asking, what are Word of Life clubs? I'm glad you asked. So Word of Life clubs, that's a, a parachurch ministry. They come alongside the local church and they help to strengthen our young folks. And so we do these uh, programs here at the church on Wednesday evenings. And it's great. We're talking from the toddler age on up through middle school and high school. And what we try to do in these is, number one, we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the first and most important thing we want to do, is to introduce them to life eternal. The second thing we try to do in these clubs is to disciple them, to teach them the Word of God, so that they'll hide God's Word in their heart so that as they grow, uh, they will live a life that will honor God, not sin against Him. And so these are the things that are at the heart of Word of Life clubs. Uh, several things that you'll find in the ingredients in a Word of Life club is that uh, they, we teach them to memorize Scripture. We don't like to use the word memorize. Uh, we like to use the word, somebody throw it back at me. Internalize. Internalize. See, these are good students. <laughs> Internalize God's Word. Because memorization, those of you who are like me getting close to 50 and above, how's the memory? <laughs> yeah, not so great. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so we want to teach kids to internalize it. This becomes a part of who they are. This is how they think to the world, not from the world to the Scripture. That's the wrong way, guys. We don't go to the Bible to try and figure out the situation. We want to internalize so it becomes a part of who we are so that when we see the world, we see it the way we should see it from the Scriptures. So we teach them internalizing the Word of God. We also encourage them to do Christian services to help serve. We want to be good neighbors. We want to serve our community. We teach the children this. And so they get uh, points when they do you know, Christian services. We also encourage them to read. Reading is good. And so we teach them to read Christian books. And so for like the teens, they'll have to do three Christian books a year. And then also, on top of that, we teach them to do outreach service projects. So they, again, go out into the community to share the good news. These are just a few of the things that, again, consist, that make up uh, our Word of Life clubs. There's a lot more to that, but I'll let uh, Pastor Mark and some others share some things as we get to that. My job this morning is to bring a message, and it's supposed to be a short message. Mark gave me 15 minutes. Y'all like this associate pastor. He's putting time limits on the pastor. So in order to make it a short message, I got me a short bottle of water today. <laughs> this is giving one of those, those uh, Zach drinks. But anyway, yep, yep, short bottle, short message. So here's what I want to talk to you about. One of the things where life has introduced us to, it's the gospel. Oh, that's not it. We're going to have to pull up the right message, guys. Uh, it's going to be the gospel. There you go. Life in six words. You throw me a curveball today, weren't you? 
Life in six words. This is uh, introduced by a Dare to Share. Anybody familiar with Dare to Share? Excellent. Yes. And so Dare to Share Ministry is partnered with Word of Life. And this is one of the things that our young people go through in one of the little teaching module, discipleship models uh, in the high school years. And so I had the pleasure of going through this with my son Lucas. And uh, I know uh, Steve went through this, I think, with Elijah. And anyway, there's several of you, uh, Allison, with Destiny. And so uh, several of you can go one-on-one with this. And this is one of the things they taught. And so I thought, well, you know what? This is a great opportunity to teach the church. Uh, you can download this. They have it in an app form, for those of you who know what that is, uh, an app. Talking to a gentleman this morning, he reminded me of 8-track tapes. Thank you, brother. Some of you can relate to that. We know. I, I Look, I, I grew up on 8-tracks, right? I was riding around my dad's El Camino, and I'd always love putting in the 8-track. Kids, ask your parents when you get home what's an 8-track, all right? Um, but life in six words. And so let's look at what life is in six words this morning. Before we go there, let's ask the Lord's blessing on the teaching of His Word. Father, thank you. Thank you for life. Life is found in abundance in Jesus Christ. And that's where we find eternal life. Uh, Lord, this life is as good as it may be, and for some it may not be so good. I'm reminded of your word, your truth tells us that this is not our home. This is a temporary place. We're just pilgrims passing through. And so Lord, as I share this message today, I pray you'll speak to every heart listening that the answer to this prayer would be that we would find life in Jesus Christ. And so draw us to yourself today. May you be lifted high and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So life in six words. Um, The first is the word God. This is the word gospel. For those of you who may not know what we're spelling, the gospel. What does gospel mean? Anybody want to know? Anybody tell me what gospel means? What's gospel mean? Good news. This is good news. I'm bringing you good news today. All right? Who doesn't like good news? Some of us need some good news because we get a lot of bad news in the world. I got good news for you this morning. It's the gospel. So here's, the, here's life in six words. It starts with God. Now, Brother Dean, great, great message last week. Praise God. We listened to it on our, our drive back. And uh, I told him my mother-in-law enjoyed it so much she listened to it twice. She was cleaning the house on Monday. She said, well, I'm going to put on Pastor Dean's message and listen to it again. Uh, Dean, I will say, though, you did something I have never done. You broke the Internet. Uh, our, our, our live stream shut down, brother. That's, so I appreciate you going along last week. And get them off my back for a little while. Thank you, brother. But it was a yeah, thank you, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it. But it was a great message, and a lot of folks encouraged by it. And I know he had a lot to say. It was a lot on his heart, and I appreciate it, brother. He started here last week. In the beginning, God. That was the text. In the beginning, God. So we're going to go back, pick up from right there where Dean left off. In the beginning, God. God created us to be with him. In the beginning, guys, when you were designed, we were made. We were created in the image of God. So think about this. We think. We've been given uh, the ability to have dominion. You have creative abilities. 
You have emotions. You can be grieved. All of these things that are stapled on our DNA, that are stamped on our DNA, this is a reflection of God. We're created in His image. And He created us that we might enjoy Him and glorify Him forever. You'll find this in Genesis 1 and 2. Then we pick up the text and we notice in Genesis 3 something happens. The world gets broken. Our second word is our. Our sin separates us from God. You see, we sinned against God. We turned our back on our Creator. We rebelled. And when that happened, a curse came upon the world. It's because of our sin we are separated from a holy God. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, I know you look like some fine folks here today. Some of you a little finer than others. But I got a news bulletin for you. We're all sinners. This preacher up front... Guess what? He's not perfect. He falls short. Ask my family. Not now, please. <laughs> I told you it's going to be a short sermon. <laughs> so. But we fall short. I want to illustrate this. I need some kid volunteers. Who wants to be some volunteers for me? All right, I saw that hand. Come on up here, Naomi. All right, Elijah, you come up here too. Aiden, I see that hand. You come up as well. Let me, Isaac, you want to come up and help me? You don't? All right. Who else? I need, I need another. Let's get down here in the front row. All right, Catherine, I guess you can come up and help too. I need another young folks. Jesse, you want to help me? You want to help? Come on, it won't be hard, I promise. Come on. You don't want to? Only if Mama can come with you. All right. Ooh, Zoe, you want to come? Nope. All right. Anyone? Samuel? Daniel? All right, here we go. Got some more. Now, let me if you'll come right here. Give them a hand, guys. Give them a hand. Yep, yep. All right. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two. Oh, man, that's a good thing I, I planned ahead. All right, stand right here and face this fine audience. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. We're going to do a, what's called an object lesson. All right, I have in here, we're going to use our sanctified imaginations. I have some stones in here, okay? Now, we're not in the Old Testament, so we've given up stoning. But I want you to hold that for me. This is, is going to be your pretend stone, all right? This is a big old rock, all right? That's a big old rock right there. There you go, young lady. You get one, too. There you go, fine, sir. Thank you, young lady. All right. And even Pastor Jeremy's going to get his right here. All right, now, I'll, I'm just going to give the church one warning. <laughs> Look alive. <laughs> Look alive out there, all right? So here's what I want us to do, okay? On the count of three, I want us to throw this stone as far and as hard as we can. All right? Yeah, like I said, look alive. <laughs> Please, guys, I don't need any injuries today. I can't believe that church. I was visiting and they put my eye out. <sighs> Please. All right, so on the count of three, as hard as you can, as far as you can. You ready? One, two, three. Oh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. All right, now let's go find them. Everybody, come on, find your stone. Find your stone. How far did it go? Went a pretty good ways out here, didn't it? I see several back here. Oh, somebody made it to the door. I think that was Pastor Jeremy's. <coughs> Just go ahead. Anybody not, anybody not find theirs? Somebody landed one back here? Okay, it's right under there, Naomi. Can you get yours right under there? Maybe 
All right, so we're going to try this again. That was pretty good. You guys did good on your first attempt. I'll give you credit on that. That was pretty good. Here you go, Now Come up here. I'm going to let you throw mine. You just use mine. Come on up here. I threw my arm out, I think, on that last one. Anyway, that's, that's for throwing the kickball at Mark Stugemeyer's head yesterday. No, he was on my team. No, yeah, that was Beth. That's right, it was Beth. Sorry about that, Beth. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Now, maybe on that throw... Maybe Aiden out through Elijah. Maybe Catherine out through Elijah. Maybe Samuel and Daniel out through Naomi. Maybe Naomi beat. Who knows? But this time, I want to imagine for a second. Let's imagine we're throwing this rock now. Okay? And this time, we're going to throw it to the moon. Yeah, throw it to the moon. Jesse, you are absolutely correct, my friend. Everybody ready to throw it to the moon on one, two, three? Ah. Uh. All right, give him a hand. You guys go have a seat. Go have a seat. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But you know what? Jesse had it exactly right. Did you hear what he said? When we said we're going to throw it to the moon, he said, that's impossible. And he's right. Here's the point, guys. If you're here today, our sin has separated us from God. And we fall short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter how good you think you are. It doesn't matter how good you think you're doing in your life. I promise you, it's impossible to reach God with your goodness. And so, sins cannot be removed by good deeds. You know, all major world religions, this is what they teach. You've got to do something. You've got to do something. You've got to be better. You've got to do better. You've got to keep this and do that. Guys, that's religion. Religion will not save you. It's like throwing a rock to the moon. You're gonna, it's impossible. You will fall short every time. Your good deeds will not put you back in right relationship with God. But you know what? The P in gospel represents pain. See, there was a price paid for sin because sin separates us from God and therefore the wages of sin is death. If we got what we deserve, we deserve death. We deserve to be eternally separated from God because we rebelled against our Creator. But God demonstrated His love toward us while we were still in our sins. Christ died for us. He loves us. That's why God sent His only begotten Son into the world that whosoever shall believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so Jesus paid the price for sin. Jesus died and He rose again. And that's what you'll find in the Gospels. So again, when we looked at the Old Testament, the sins, you see Genesis 4 to Malachi 4. The whole Old Testament is about, here's the law, here's keep the law. Look at the mirror of the Word of God. Look at the law of God. And when we look into the mirror, we see we're messed up. We fall short. And so the law was a tutor, a teacher, to show us that we can't be good enough. But it's... But God has provided a way. He is going to send His Messiah. And He did. Jesus Christ was the promise seed that we find in Genesis. Christ came and took the punishment and the penalty that you and I deserved. He paid the price for our sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord.
And so, everyone who trusts in Him alone has eternal life. What are you trusting in this morning? What are you trusting to get you to heaven? If, if it's your good deeds, you're going to fall short. You'd have a better chance of throwing a rock to the moon. Are you banking on the fact that you go to a good church? That's not going to get you there. I, I read my Bible. I, th- those things are works, guys. They're not going to get you there. There's only one thing, one person who can get you there, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And He desires that none would perish, but that all would come to repentance. The problem is... Many will hear and not heed. The seed will be thrown out in abundance, but it would only find fertile soil in some hearts. Now, if you're here today and you're hearing the Spirit of God speak to you and drawing you to repentance and faith in Christ alone for your salvation, then I beg of you, hear and heed that call upon your life. The Bible in Ephesians 2 says this. It says, And you, He made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we also all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others." But God, verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy because of His great love, which He loved us even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast." If you're here today and you've never received the greatest gift offered to mankind, I am begging you and imploring you, surrender your heart to Christ today. Turn to Him. He says if you come to Him, He won't cast you out. Well, preacher, you don't know me. You don't know my sins. You don't know the things I've done. God does. And He still offers you the grace you need. He still offers you the salvation you so desperately long for. Don't turn Him away. Surrender your life today to Christ. That call upon your life is the greatest call you'll ever answer. Let Him clean you. Don't worry about the things you do or don't do. Surrender your heart and life to Jesus Christ and let Him have His way. Everyone who trusts in Him alone has eternal life. The L in gospel is life. With Jesus... Life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. You see, when you receive Christ, you receive eternal life. It's not something that comes after you die. Eternal life begins the moment that you repent and believe in Christ. He'll give you a new heart. 
He'll transform you from the inside out. He who began a good work in you, He will complete it until the day of redemption. Guys, eternal life begins today. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Now's the accepted time. Don't put Christ off any further. If you're here, young person, old person, somebody watching online, again, hear the gospel, the good news of who Christ is and what He's done for you. His desire is that you will have life and have it abundantly, eternally. 1 John 5.10. We've been here a lot in recent months, but it's a great text to stay in. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he's not believed the testimony that God has given of His Son. I've got a question for you today as you think about that passage of Scripture. Just take a second here. If you've tuned out, tune in. Look up here and read this. Let that soak in. And let me ask you a question. Do you have the Son? He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. The reason we do these clubs, the reason we do what we're doing this morning is to offer whosoever will, let them come. And so this invitation's open. You don't need to walk an aisle. You don't need to repeat a prayer. You need to do business in your heart of hearts with the Creator God who created you in His image. That image has been marred. It's been fallen. We all have gone astray like sheep, right? We've each turned to our own way. We love darkness rather than light. And that's the, that's the fallen nature. But while we are still dead in our trespasses and sin, God quickens us. And if the Spirit of God is quickening you, if the Spirit of God is drawing you, if the Spirit of God is saying to you, you need... Jesus Christ. Surrender to Him and Him alone today. These things I've written to you who believe. If you're here today and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you as you go from here. I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know, that you may know that you have eternal life. Isn't that good news? That's good news that you know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of Son of God. Life's going to get tough. Life's going to be hard. But you need to continue believing in the only begotten Son of God. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He will help you walk through the dark days of your life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gospel. Life in six words. God, our sins, paying everyone life. 
Lord, my prayer is if there's someone here today that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, Lord, may they give up on their self-attempts to be made right with you, but instead surrender their heart and life to Jesus Christ. His sacrifice alone through His death, His burial, and His resurrection is the only payment that you've accepted. But by faith, by grace through faith, we can be forgiven. Thank you for the great gift of salvation in Christ. And Lord, if there be someone in need today listening, may they surrender their heart. May they look to you for the eternal life that you offer. And for those of us who have the Son, may we continue to believe in the name of the Son of God, in Jesus Christ our Lord. And it's in His name we pray. Amen.